Luke 16, and let's look at verse 10. It says, He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in least is unjust also in much. If you therefore have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is <clears throat> your own? Uh, look at verse 13. No servant can serve two masters, so either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in mammon. The word mammon means unrighteous riches or just riches, period. Uh, verse 11 implies that there are true riches as opposed to false riches. And false riches, of course, would be <coughs> natural money. Turn to Revelation chapter 3. <coughs> and look at verse 14, Revelation 3, 14. True riches, true wealth of God. It says, unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things said the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness does not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve that thou mayest seest. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Excuse me. Again, notice verse 18. I counsel thee to buy me gold tried in the fire. Turn to 1 Peter chapter 1. What exactly is gold tried in the fire? We looked at that. 1 Peter chapter 1. Look at verse 6. You know, fire is hot. Fire puts pressure on you. <clears throat> The reason why they put gold in fire is to purify it, to get all the dirt out. And part of the reason why God allows us to go through different things is because he's trying to get some dirt out, get something out. In Job's case, he was trying to make the good thing better, actually, by uh, getting rid of some things that Job had in his heart that he didn't even know was there. And that's what pressure does, pressure uh, squeezes you and tries you and exposes what's inside. And without some pressures, you would not know what was inside. But God is working on that. <clears throat> Look at verse 6. Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are, you are in heaviness 
through manifold temptations, manifold, uh, many testings and trials, that the trial of your faith, verse 7, being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire. So the trial of your faith is um, where you get the gold that's tried in the fire. Might be found, let me start, let me read it again, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found under praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. So when uh, you get tested and tried, which all of us do, you get tested and tried, when, uh, how is Jesus going to find your heart? Are you going to be found under praise and honor and glory at his appearing? Whom having not seen, we love, and, and, and whom though you now see him not, yet believing you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. When we talk about soul salvation, we're talking about the, the mind, the will, and the emotions being transformed 30, 60, and 100 fold, or being transformed so that you may prove the good, the acceptable, and perfect will of God. But that just doesn't happen. Um, it just doesn't happen. God tries you <clears throat> again to get at those impurities. And sometime he'll take you through the same thing over again so that he can get at those impurities and give you that gold tried in the fire as opposed to wood that's tried in the fire or silver. God is trying to give us uh, the gold. Uh, look at Ephesians uh, chapter, I'm sorry, uh, Colossians chapter 1. I'm sorry, since we're there in Peter, just turn to uh, 1 Peter 4 and 12. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice in as much as you are a partaker of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. Are we happy when we, when we reproach for the name of Christ? The Bible says we should be happy. And rejoice because we're found worthy to be persecuted in his name. But rejoice in as much as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye, for the spirit of glory in God resteth upon you. And on their part he is evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as an evildoer or as a busybody in other men matters. Yet if any of you, any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. For the time to come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end of them be that obey not the gospel of God? Um, Now turn to Colossians 1. 
When you become a child of God, God baptizes you in fire to try to get gold that's been tried by fire. And what is gold tried by fire? It's character and it's uh, characteristic that you have that you have um, that you have made a part of yourself by going through testings and trials. So every time you, you get tested or tried and you respond properly at the, at, the, at the way the Lord would have you to, you start getting gold tried in the fire and then God can allow you to minister to a lot of different people, different kinds, because he know that you won't go out there and the scripture in Proverbs says, uh, uh, Built, buy the truth and don't sell it that you won't go out there and just give up your religion over anything and what happens with a lot of Christians they uh, they are Christians as long as they're in church and as long as they're not being tested or tried but as soon as they get tested or tried they don't have any gold tried in the fires so all they have is wood sometimes dirt all they can get back is dirt um and as a result of that, we're seeing uh, Christianity in our nation become very hypocritical. Very hypocritical. Christians involved in sexual uh, escapades that shouldn't even be mentioned in church, but they are, and they're doing it. But they just wear the name of Christianity. And most Christians spend their time being hurt because when the fire touches them, they don't allow that impurity to go. They hold on to the impurity because they want to hold on to it. Uh, look at the verse uh, 24, Colossians 1, 24. Remember when Paul was... Uh, when God call, called him in, in, in Acts chapter 14, he was preaching in Iconia, and the Jews came and stirred up everybody else so that the people wouldn't listen to him. But then Paul said in Romans 9 that he wished he was cursed for the Jewish people if they could get saved. And so every time he went out and ministered, he always went to the Jews first until eventually, by Acts chapter 18, he got tired of it because they kept messing up his, his uh, ministry. Then he told them that he was going to leave them and go to the Gentiles. But it took a process. Because you remember he told God, he said, God, I, I wanted this thing to depart from me thrice, but, but it didn't. My, this, it was like a thorn in my flesh, this love for the Jewish nation. Excuse me, this pride for the Jewish nation. People have a lot of pride, some people in their, their nationality. Paul did. Verse 24, he says, who now rejoice in my sufferings for you? So he said he was suffering actually for the, for the church. And fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is, of the, which is the church. Wherefore I am made a minister according to the dispensation of which, dispensation of God which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. Even the mystery which had been hid from ages and from generations but it's now made manifest to his saints. You know, a lot of times we don't realize what we're privy to and God has given us wisdom and revelation 
about himself that people wanted to know from the beginning of the, 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 the world. It's called even this mystery which has been hid from, from ages and from generations. What mystery? This mystery of, of Christ, God and man, God manifesting himself through man, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. So God wants to make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery. Well, the mystery is uh, Christ being God and man and showing us the true riches of God. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And he says, even this mystery which has been hid from ages and from generations is now made manifest to his saints to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of his mystery among the Gentiles. But there's a lot of children of God don't know what the riches of God are. Well, they say stuff like faith, you know, just throw out stuff. But they don't know what the riches of God is. It says, and he, and he tells you right here, he said, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. And then he tells you what it is. He said, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. That is the true riches of God, Christ in you, the hope of glory. All of these different characteristics we've been looking at about God is the true riches of God. It's being like God. That's what God is looking for. He wants somebody. That's why we're born again, so that we can be his offspring, so that we can be like him. But it's a process. It says, uh, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. And the word perfect means mature. And that's what God is trying to do. That's how he's trying to get us to um, have the true wealth of God is being like Christ, being transformed into his image. In fact, Paul says, whereunto I also labor striving according to his working, which he worketh in me uh, mightily. Um, turn to Ephesians uh, 1. And let's look at verse 16. Ephesians 1, 16. A lot of spiritually poor Christians. Because when the fire hits, they run. When the fire hit, they get hurt. And that's the natural inclination when you get in fire is to get out of it. But God is using the pressure to make us. In fact, the Bible says God squeezed Adam into a man. He, he made him by pressure. Pressure squeezes what's inside out. And fire gets rid of the dirt. Uh, verse uh, 16. Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, that is the fact that he called you and want to manifest his calling through you, manifest himself through you. That's the hope of his calling. 
to believe in a natural manifestation of his call. And what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, what is that? And what is the exceeding greatness of the power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians 2. Uh, let me start at verse 1. He says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and a power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect or mature, yet not the wisdom of this world that come to naught, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God hath ordained, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. So he's talking about uh, hidden wisdom here. We speak wisdom among them that are mature, yet not the wisdom of this world, But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. So before the world, before God made the world, he had this hidden wisdom that only he had. <laughs> that uh, when he made the world, this hidden wisdom that he had was for our glory. Glory meaning the best of, of, of what you are and who you are. He says in verse 8, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Excuse me. And so what he's saying is that if the princes of this world, meaning uh, demonic princes, remember we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. When he said the princes of this world, he's talking about demonic angels who orchestrated this whole crucifixion of Christ and killed him. And as a result of him dying and resurrecting, he was raised with all glory and power in his hand. And he says, had they known that, they would have not have crucified the Lord of God. Had they known that killing him was going to cause God to elevate him or bless him or give him more of God's glory, they would have never did it. And it's called his and wisdom. And even though we talk about it, and even though I speak it in English, the devil, because he's in darkness, can't stop himself. I can tell him it's hidden wisdom that God is using, and every time he attacks us and tries us by fire, that he is bringing out pure gold. I can tell him that, and he don't get it. He don't understand it. He can't get it because he's in darkness. It's hidden wisdom. We can understand it by the Spirit. So thinking our strength concerning the fiery trial, the trial of your faith being much more precious than gold by fire, the reason why that is is because God is trying to make us spiritually rich, <clears throat> not just naturally rich, and he does, but spiritually rich is his concern, and he don't want our concern to be anything other than that. Uh, look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Then I'll share with you some other stuff here. But. Say, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. 
That's what God wants to be first in our life. He wants to be number one. He don't want to be second. There's a scripture, uh, you may have seen this in scripture yourself. There's numerous scriptures. In fact, um, let me see, I was going to go somewhere else a little bit. Um, look at Psalm chapter 7, verse 9. Psalm 7 verse 9 says, Oh, let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end, but establish the just, for the righteous God trieth the hearts and reigns. The righteous God trieth the hearts and reigns. We know how we know God is we know about God trying our hearts. At least I think we do. Uh, look at Revelation chapter 2. the reins of God that he tried. He tried the hearts and the reins. Uh, Revelation 2, look at verse uh, 23. Jesus is talking about uh, Jezebel. He said, I will kill her children with death. And all the churches shall know that I am he which searches the reins and hearts, and I will give unto every one of you according to your works. Now the word reign is a Greek word that actually in the Old Testament and the New Testament, it, it, it's a Greek word that, that means kidney, like your kidneys in your body. Both words in the Old Testament and New is translated as kidneys. Kidneys, of course, uh, produces urine, and uh, they also clean up your blood and uh, get waste out of your blood. And the reason why God checks the rain is because when God is, you know, dealing with your heart, the blood is always consists of the spirit and the soul. So when God is uh, sending things to your heart to minister to your heart, there is always a lot of time there's there's waste that you don't need that in our hearts we hold on to. And that's why God checks the reins of our hearts because there's still residue a lot of time we hold on to stuff. And that's why I say, seek ye first the kingdom of God, all other things will be added unto you. God should be first and any residue that's left in our reign should not be there. A lot of time we hold on to things because we don't want to give them up. We'll give up some of it, but we won't give up all of it. Or it's a thing where, you know, like the scripture says that uh, if that right eye offend thee, pluck it out. Well, we won't do that. We'll not pluck it out literally, but whatever it is that's offending our right eye, we won't, we won't not allow that to offend us anymore. We just keep going around it. And that's what God, che- that's what God checks when he says, I'm check your heart and your reins and give everyone according to their works. He wants to know what you're still holding on to because God wants a perfect heart. In fact, uh, remember Chronicles 16.9, he said, the Lord... Eyes run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is perfect towards him. You know, so he wants our heart perfect towards him. He wants to be number one in our lives. And uh, he wants us to have 
that gold tried by fire. And when you're selfish and spoiled, you can't have gold tried by fire because you won't, you won't put up with it. You know, I got a 40-year-old um, daughter who I didn't raise, but she's my 40-year-old daughter. Super sensitive, so sensitive, you can hardly have a relationship with her because as soon as she gets offended, she takes off and runs. And right before my mother died, she was mad at my mother because she wanted to wash, come over and wash some clothes in the middle of the night. And my mother told her she'd come the next day, so she got mad about that. Didn't speak to my mother for over a year, nor me. <laughs> and uh, so when my mother got sick, she didn't even realize that my mother had got sick and died before she showed back up, you know. And so, you know, but even on her job, she'll quit jobs and she get into it with people on her job, she'll leave the job. She's a nurse, she quit working in the hospital because she gets somebody on the job, she just quit and leave, you know. Can't do that, you know, but. And so, you know, since I've been sick, I haven't seen her in a while, but she got mad at me because she actually said she got mad at my wife, but that wasn't it. She got mad at me because she was uh, juggling two guys, and I, and I told her about it. I heard about it. I told her about it. I said, you're going to get yourself killed. You can't be doing that. You can't be juggling two guys. Or you're using guys. You shouldn't be juggling no guy, but you can't be juggling two on you. you know. So I haven't heard from her in uh, like almost six, seven months, something like that. You know. Overly, overly sensitive where she runs, you know. Never able to learn how to endure as a son or daughter of God, because that's where you get to go tried by fire, by enduring, and you do some things that you don't like, that you don't want to put up with. You know, so she, you know, don't want to put up with anything, and 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 don't and don't see her. You know, and I don't have the uh, strength or desire to be chasing after anybody that's forty. But anyway, a gold tried by the fire. Some people can't say, the Bible says iron sharpeneth iron, but iron can't sharpeneth iron if, if iron refused to be sharpened by iron. Proverbs 17, 17. Um, turn to Genesis chapter 3. I left off uh, here last week. So many times you've heard it, probably many times. I don't read it. Genesis 3, we're just going to read one verse, verse 7. Yep. And the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Again, I always make the point that Satan showed mankind his sexuality apart from God before he showed him anything because he wanted to use that to ruin the world. And, 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 and also, he knew that it was the number one device against the family structure is uh, illicit sexuality. And I talked about going through puberty and getting confused when I went through puberty. 
because what happens during uh, during it, during the puberty, you actually your body goes through a chemical change and uh, a hormonal change. And uh, as I said before, uh, when I was growing up, nobody talked about sex at all. That was taboo. You know, so I didn't hear about that from anybody until I had sex education. Like I said, my father got a whooping for finding out that a calf didn't come from a rock. He saw the, saw the cow having a calf and told his brothers and sisters. And his mother and he said gave him the worst whooping of his life. They were so mad about it. They wanted him to find out about it. And the best way to, to do that, they just hid it from you. They just didn't say anything about it. Don't say anything about it, you know. And so, and it's different for people, because sometimes people try to, uh, I mean, it's different for different people. Some people try to, uh, to uh, judge their, their uh, dealing with their puberty by others. And most people have what we have a common thing where most people, it's not really, even though it's a transition for everyone, but most people it's not a, a real big bad problem. It's not a bad problem. I mean, it's a, it's a natural thing, but it's not a, a, a bad problem where people have problems with it. Well, people do have problems with it, but they don't, they don't, they don't recognize that that's what the problem they're having. And a lot of time when people feel that way, as I told you before, my feeling was, you know, I felt that my parents didn't love me. I know they did. I, I felt that way then. I'm telling you, I felt as a, as a 13-year-old. And then I, you know, I told you about the, the James Taylor song that I heard that kind of made me think that uh, what I needed from them was more concern, more love. A song called Shower the People, as I told you back in that day. The black radio station went off at four, wham. So you had, if you wanted to listen to the radio, you had to listen to WTAC, you know, or you had to listen to, uh, I think it was Cars 105, something like that. But anyway, I listened to WTAC and heard this James Taylor song, you know, called Shower the People. You love with love, show them the way you feel. Things will work out better if you only will. And then it talks about mother and father, sister and brother, that kind of thing, you know. So I thought that was my problem. So I bought that record. Brought it home, put it on the record player. I figured if my parents heard it, then they would, some would click, and then they would run in there and show me, yes, we love you. You're our son, firstborn son, we love you. Uh, but that didn't happen, so I turned the music up louder, thinking that if I made it loud, they would hear it. What well, they did hear, and it came in and told me to cut that mess off. <laughs> cut that mess down. What didn't plan it. <laughs> What kind of music that you listen to anyway? <laughs> it sounds like a hillbilly. We don't know country music. It sounds like a hillbilly. Well, anyway, not a hillbilly. But anyway, got me messed up in the head. And so I start, um, you know, trying to find, uh, find love now. I'm 13 years old, trying to find love. I wanted to be loved. I felt like if I was loved properly, that would help me out. And as I said, the devil messed with my mind a lot. I got really messed up in the head. Became suicidal for a, a period of time. You know, didn't want to live because I didn't feel loved. Well, I understand 
I didn't understand then, I understand now a lot, of course, but I didn't understand then. Like I said, there's a chemical change that happens that time, a lot of time. A lot of time, what end up with kids, what they'll end up doing is they get very depressed behind it. Some of them go to drugs, some of them go to other things. Some of them commit suicide, you know, because they don't understand why they don't feel love. They, they feel different. They don't really understand what it is. And they think, and a lot of time, they think they're not being loved. Even pedophiles, most of them have chemical imbalances. They say probably 90% of them do. And it's where probably when they go through puberty, the devil, you know, can mess with your, your hormones. I mean, he can, uh, you know, cause people to have feelings where they want to, feelings for the same sex. He can mess with your hormones where you can like, you know, he can, he can, he can do a lot of goofy stuff. You know, I always make the point that when you see people going around here shooting up these schools and all that stuff, most of them don't have girlfriends. They never have girlfriends. It's because they're alone and they feel unloved and they feel nobody cares about them. They don't add on top of that somebody bullying them, you know. And that feeling that you need, you have to get it from God. You can't get it from another person. And that's why, that's why people are trying to get people to make them happy. Or if you did this, I would be happy. When, when they do that, you still ain't going to be happy. When they do it, they're just going to be the did it. And you're going to say, well... You know, I remember when I was uh, boxing, my, of course, my goal was to win a state championship at the time, but I thought something was going to happen when I won. When I won, I was so disappointed, so disappointed. That's like, this don't feel like nothing. I thought it was going to give me that feeling that I was looking for. I don't feel any different. This is, this is terrible. <laughs> I mean, I was supposed to have, I was supposed to feel normal. You know, I supposed to feel like, and when the devil gets you there, he can take that and run with it, you know. And he ran with it with me, man. Like I said, I did some silly things when I was coming up. Believed some silly things, thought some silly things. That's why I can't be too mad at my kids. Because they got it from this blood here, too. <laughs> I wonder how crazy I was, you know. So like I told you, I'm... I'm uh, 13 years old. Now, back when I was 13 years old, 1971, being dark-skinned was not the thing. We was not in. We were out. You know, so that put me in a bad position right there. Because you know, you go try to talk to a girl. You know, you say, "Hey, what's up? Ain't nothing up." The darkness is up. That's what's up. It's dark. It's too dark in here. <laughs> and you know that darkness was a sensitive area for me. I usually fight about the darkness, but I couldn't fight the girl because she said didn't like me because I was dark, so I just had to walk away. See, too dark, too dark. So years went by. One girl told me I was black and ugly. It's like a, like a, double, a double whammy. If you was pretty, you still are black. But you black and ugly. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, beauty's in the eye to behold, of course. So I'm 13, 14, 15, 16, get my driver license. Driving up Saginaw Street. I think at Pasadena. I'm trying to think they have a light there. I used to be a light there at uh, Harriet in uh, Saginaw years ago. But uh, so I stopped, pull up there, you know, and uh, 
a woman that was standing on the corner there opened up my car door and just jumped in my car. And just opened it up and jumped in and jumped in the front seat. And they didn't have a, you know, back then you didn't, <laughs> they had uh, power locks, but that was extra. <laughs> so you know, that was a, I had a little kitty car. So you were kids, you don't get no extras. You had to read, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, a woman jumped in my car. She's a prostitute. Jumped in my car. She said. Uh, can you run me around the corner? The police won't let me work out here now. They see they're getting all the women off the corner, you know. I mean, I don't know you. <laughs> My God, he take me around the corner. But, but, and puberty was still there, just hovering over my head, like impending doom. So she taking me around the corner. I took her around the corner. She said, "Wow." She said, "You a nice looking guy." She said, I bet you got a girlfriend. I turned all the way around in the car. Got to be somebody else in this car. She's talking about a nice looking guy. I'm looking for him. I ain't get nobody no ride. No, no, no. I said, what? Yeah, no, no. I think you're a handsome guy. Nice, dark, and chocolate. <laughs> really? And as I told you before, put a bad thought in my head. So I said to myself, I'm 15, 16 years old, 16. I said to myself, what I'll do, since the normal girls don't like me, because I'm too black. And the prostitute told me that I was handsome. What I will do is get a prostitute Pimper for about four years. <laughs> Crazy. And then I'm going to marry her. <laughs> That's what I said to myself, 16. And the devil knows that. He knew it. He knows. He planned it. He set me up. For years later, he was planning on doing some stuff. He set me up. And like I told you, we stayed in uh, right across from uh, uh, Cortland Center when I was uh, about that age. You know, uh, guy stayed across the street was a vice president of the bank. School teacher stayed next to him. Vice principal stayed next to him. Contractor stayed next door. A couple of shop workers for him. And, Two doctors stayed down the street. Dennis stayed down the street. Judge Roberts stayed around the corner. You know, I didn't want to be none of them people. It was one guy stayed down the street caught my attention. He actually used to stay next door to us on this side. Before we moved out there, he was the first black person to move in that neighborhood. Stayed in this house on the side of us. You know, came back. He went to jail for receiving and concealing five years for some stolen property. Came back, got him a Cadillac first day, got out of jail. Stayed up the street in apartments. You know, his wife worked at AC. He was a pimp. Had about four or five prostitutes. Had a Cadillac, had Satan on the license plate. Then he ended up getting a Corvette. Said, now I want to be like him. 
because he getting love. People love him. Women love him. I'm going to be like him. Stupid. Devil heard it. And the devil orchestrated things so that that could happen. He orchestrated things that that could happen. But God saved me. Through the midst of all of that, through the midst of my stupidness and silliness and craziness, God broke all of that and saved me. Told you about the story in 79, and we'll end with this. Met a girl who's kind of half living with her, half not living with her. Come home one day, tell me, got offered her $200 to have sex with her. While I'm in my last year of college, I'm getting ready to get out of this craziness. I'm trying to get close to God, going to church. I'm trying to get close to God, but I'm half living with somebody. <laughs> That was as close to God as far as I, that was close to God as I knew back then, because <laughs> everybody else was, you know, fornicating all that stuff. So I, was like, so I said, "Well, what did you say?" I told him no, because that would be cheating on you. I said, "Not really. It ain't cheating if I know. It's cheating if I don't know." So now, she's like, no, 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 that's, that's just wrong. That's just wrong. <clears throat> See, I knew she wouldn't have told me about that 200 unless she wanted to get it. That's the kind of person she was. She wanted to get that 200. It wouldn't matter what I said. She was going to get that 200 anyway. Okay, maybe I'm justifying it. But <laughs> I'm not going to get a 200. So that happened for a while. And then I was laying in bed one night. The Lord gave me a dream. While well, somehow in the dark, I was running with this woman that I was with, and the people was chasing us. And then I kept, she kept falling, you know, like they do in the movies. And when she fell, uh, I, re- I reached back and get her, you know, like, oh, come on, come on, come on. Like, I, was like, I don't know, hundreds of people chasing us. Like, running. She keep falling, I pick it up. And then the last time she fell, something said, let her go. And I let her go. Turned from light to darkness. Like I said, I took off like the road runner. <laughs> so I woke up. I realized what that was. I mean, darkness, light. I need to get away from this. So I wake up. So the woman, I said, look, I'm going to go. I got to go. I got to go. She said, all right, okay, well, you know, what time you coming back? I said, I ain't coming back. I got to go. No, you ain't coming back. I said, no, no, I ain't coming back. So you going for good? I said, yeah. So I got my little stuff together, get my clothes. Had a few little jazz albums over there. Picked my little jazz album up. Come down the stairs. She said, you can't take them jazz albums. <laughs> That's what I did, laugh. I said, you're crazy. I said, these are my jazz albums. Ain't nobody getting these albums. She said, anything coming in this house, got to stay in here. I said, well, I came in this house. I ain't staying, and my records ain't staying. So I grabbed my little records up, headed out the door, walking down the little walkway. And I remember when I left out the door, she had ran back in the house. But uh, I just ignored her. I just kept walking out the door. Then I heard footsteps up behind me. 
ran out the door, walked up behind me, I turned around, she's standing there with a butcher knife in her hand, cocked back like that. But you know, I just had that dream. I was full of the Holy Ghost. Looked in the eye, I said, what you gonna do with that? She said, she said, N-word, I'll kill you. And then she paused for a minute, stopped, turned around, said, no, you ain't worth it, went on back in the house. That was that. And then he tried to get me again. But I had to tell you about that one later. Let's bow our heads. Father God, we just thank you for your many blessings, Lord. We just thank you how the devil has ruined many lives through the chemical change and hormonal change of puberty. And how he has used our sexuality against us and you made it for us we thank you lord for your goodness and your mercy we thank you for all the gold that's been tried by fire in our hearts that we've been able to stand and endure as only you would have us to continue to give us strength in jesus mighty name that we may reflect your glory and show the world the true riches of god we give you praise and honor amen Oh, that's uh, it's in Genesis, but it's in uh, Genesis one. Genesis 2, verse, verse 7, the word form, that, that word means squeezed. And the Lord God formed the man of the dust of the ground, actually it was mud. He squeezed man into, into shape. Y'all got any questions, announcements? All right, keep me in your prayers. I'm going to Mayo uh, uh, tomorrow. But I'll be back uh, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. So uh, keep me in your prayers there. <coughs> There's going to be tested, nothing done, just tested. Keep everybody posted. There's nothing else you pray of y'all for.